Mental health is the overall well-being of your mind and emotional well-being. This podcast is presented by EJ Media Studios. My name is Henry, a.k.a. Hendall. And it's your girl, Kay Shanae. This is Culture Connect. Culture Connect. Now let's get back connected. How has everything with just COVID alone, just from that time period of early March up until... I would say now, how do you feel that, I guess, has that affected anything with you mentally or spiritually? Um, I would say it definitely affected me. Um, I was already in the house for three months (laughs) because I had just had a baby. So it was like, I probably got to go to one event and I got to go to Target other than doctor's appointments. Like I probably... I only went three places before, you know, COVID-19 blew up. So I was like, you know, I was kind of, I was happy at first because I was like, I get to spend more time at home with my, with my newborn. Um, You know, I didn't have to send her to daycare so quickly because when I came back from maternity leave, I was working from home. But, you know, as time passed, you know, I got tired of being in the house, just like everybody (laughs) else. Then I'm in here with two kids. My fiance is working from home. So right now, we were actually just talking about it this morning. Um, I don't know if y'all saw like the meme that was going around with, with Squidward from uh from SpongeBob, where he was just like, he had <laughs> he was going through the same routine every single day. Like as the days went on, his you know, his face started drooping, he started frowning. I was like, that's how I feel like. Mood. Yeah, like for real. Like for me, it got to a point where it was like, um, I've been at home for like the last nine months um, due to some health issues. So for me, I got to a point I was like, I just got to get out of this house. I got to take a trip just for my own mental health because I started becoming depressed being at home every day, kind of having the same routine. Um, so I was just like, you know, for me to be able to free myself mentally, like, you know, I have to have some time away from just Alabama all together. Yeah, <laughs> makes a difference. Yeah, very much so. Oh, you should have took me. <laughs> <laughs> on the next one, on the next one, I got <laughs> No, but I agree with both of y'all. So for me, I, um... I was kind of moving around. I started a new job this year. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And um, right as soon as I like got out of training, we were getting ready to get on the floor. And my supervisor was like, you guys got to go home and you got to take your computers with you. He was like, what? And, you know, we have been like, I had been hearing about this whole COVID thing around the end of 2019. Um, we started seeing like little videos and stuff about it. And so, but I didn't think, I didn't know it was going to be this serious. If somebody would have told me this time last year that this, this was going to be happening, I would have looked at them like they were insane. But like we, we, we got sent home and we started working from home. So it's kind of the same thing for me. Like I, I, I work from home and, and then I cook and then I go to bed and then I work from home and I cook and I go from, you know, it, it was the same repeated thing every single day. And mentally that can get annoying. So I, myself, I just try to 
I exercise, I, uh, I try to go out and, you know, of course, see my family and stuff like that. Try to do like little things, go for a walk in the park with my mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I try to do different things to kind of keep my mind from just sitting and think about what's happening around me because um, kind of going back into social media, if I'm at home and, and, and I'm on my phone and I'm getting on my phone, I'm waking up and that's the first thing I'm doing. That does alter my day because the first thing I saw this morning is, you know, information about the man who was shot seven times by the cops. That's not really something that I really want to wake up to because it does alter my mentality. And it's like, okay, what do I do with this? What do I do with this information? Because it's upsetting me. And so as we have spoken about, we suppress it. And instead of being like, this is bothering me. I don't like this. I want to talk. I want to talk about this. I don't understand why this keeps happening. So we're constantly suppressing things every single day. We're dealing and as black people. We're dealing with COVID, dealing with quarantine, dealing with, you know, you're a mom, you're dealing with, you know, your babies and, and having to work and also having to have your kids right here next to you. And I can't even imagine people are your kids in school. Yeah, well, my son is, but he's doing virtual learning. So, yes, um, and how is that? <laughs> Let me tell you, well, we were supposed to start. <laughs> we were supposed to start um, with last week. Uh-huh. We're struggling. We're struggling. Yeah. It's, it's hard okay. to make time. <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm just like, you know, we saying, well, you know, he already reading, so at least he advanced. Okay, <laughs> yes, but, yes. But it's been hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. I, I definitely know it's, it, it's been a challenge, uh, yeah, with everything going on in the world currently. Um, what are some things, uh, Tierra, that you do as far as um, just – Dealing with your mental health, uh, do you do any yoga, any deep breathing, meditation, anything like that? Um, I was doing some beginner's yoga at a point in time. Um, Me too. And I ended up, and I was working out as well. That was helping a lot. But it was like, as soon as I got into the groove of, you know, doing those things or adding those things to my day, I ended up getting a um umbilical hernia so I had to have I had to stop that and have surgery um so that was kind of that was something that kind of brought me down a little bit um but now recently you know since I've gone through the healing process I've been just trying to I've been trying to meditate I honestly don't have time to do it in the morning my baby is up before me so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I try to I pro- I usually can't do it until you know later in the in the evening sometimes it might not be until like 11 o'clock at night yeah. but I'll go sit on my porch you know put my airpods in I might just listen to music I might just you know sit out there in silence pray I write in my journal a lot that helps me um, because that I mean that's helped me basically my whole life that's been an outlet for me writing which is why I started blogging as well um cooking that's mm-hmm. something and I I put you know my recipes on my blog yes. too. Mm-hmm. so that's something that's another way that I um 
release some of my stress like in the kitchen it just i mean it just makes me feel good so and that's and that's those are all very great things and i would have to say for myself um speaking of music uh my therapist um has told me to listen to uh which i'm i'm very big on music um but my therapist uh told me like listening to more classical music uh just more soothing music for the mind and body um and i do a lot of yoga uh deep breathing um i meditate every morning myself um and i think that has been very positive for me to just you know keep my my mental health in a healthy state as well kayla what what about yourself well, I tried yoga, and y'all, child, I didn't realize how stiff these knees was. <laughs> but I will say, um, I take a very, very spiritual route um, when dealing with depression or any type of anxiety. Um, something I noticed, speaking of music, um, I noticed that I used to to always wake up and just listen to anything. Wake up, listen to some Yo Gotti, uh, (laughs) anything. (laughs) And I I realized that when you listen to music, you do need to pick something that is soothing. And so for me, when I wake up in the morning, I turn on gospel music. That gets me all the way through. Something about hearing people praise God and talk about their love for Jesus that bring that that just calms me um I feel like music definitely helps people but besides that I read I'm a, a bookworm I love to read um again I I've been I've been trying to lose a little weight trying to lose this little quarantine pounds and um so I do a lot of exercising and, and things like that just to kind of get my mind off of things whatever I can take my mind um including this podcast this is a big way so for you like you said you love to write um I like to talk <laughs> and this podcast has been one of the most therapeutic things that I've ever done I always tell bro I thank him for being my partner because to me I get to get out my inner thoughts and the things that I'm feeling through this podcast and in turn I'm also helping somebody we're helping somebody um get through their issues so that's my biggest therapy to be honest yes definitely agree and Tierra, um you know I'm sure that you know you have um people who you're friends of who you know that deal with um, just being closed off, not really expressing their feelings. So what is the best way to support a loved one or friend dealing with a mental illness, in your opinion? Um, I think the most important thing is knowing how to empathize with someone. Um, you know, I have several friends and family members that when they're going through something, um, mentally, they come to me because they know that I have experienced those feelings. Um, but one thing that I try not to do is compare my situation to theirs because a lot of times they just want it. They just want you to listen. They want somebody to understand. So you really have to know how to empathize with someone without making it about you. Like I don't. I don't jump into, okay, well, you're dealing with this. I dealt with this. Let me tell you what I did. You know, you can still give advice, but 
I think it's very important to make sure that you're not making it about yourself or you're just being very attentive, listening, letting that person vent because a lot of times this, that's all they want to know is that somebody is listening to them. Somebody hears them. Somebody understands. And um, I've had, you know, one of my family members, she's been going through a tough time recently. She's been dealing with a lot of, you know, um, depression and anxiety and her significant other they didn't they they've never dealt with those type of emotions or at least you know they suppressed theirs or they've never known anybody to speak up about how they were feeling so he tried to minimize her feelings and that's something that I feel like you should never do like yes everybody feels differently about different situations or everyone handles different situations, you know, differently. Um, Something that might make me extremely anxious or sad or overwhelmed may be a breeze to somebody else. But just because it's a breeze to you, that doesn't mean that you minimize that other person's feelings. So you just have to be mindful in the way that you, that you talk to that person. Um, if it's, you know, it feels like their world is about to end. You got to understand that that's how they're feeling. You know, yeah. you try to comfort them, but never minimize their emotion. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, especially because I even remember just speaking on that. My mom, love her to death. My mom, hey mom, she's going to be listening to this. She would always, like, I would tell her, like, I'm just so stressed out when I would be in high school. You know how clear it was. Mm-hmm. And I'd go home and be like, I'm just so stressed. She'd be like, you don't have anything to be stressed about, girl. You ain't got no bills. But all serious, that's not okay. And she knows that now, but that was how she was taught. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you don't have anything wrong with you. People do. You can't minimize how someone feels. Their stress may not be something that you stress about, but that is still their stress and you can't minimize that. And also, like you said, um, I have a friend that always tells me, he's always like, uh, it's all in your approach. It's all in how you approach things. If somebody feels comfortable enough to talk to you about something, you have to be able to be approachable and you have to be a good listener because you want those people to feel like they can come to you because that you never know that conversation that you have with that person could be the one conversation that changes something for them. And that could be either in a good way or a bad way. Definitely, definitely can, can, can change uh, that person's outlook. And, you know, just most of the time we ignore or do not recognize the signs or symptoms of a mental health disorder, because as we stated, a lot of us, we haven't been, talk to talk about the things that are affecting us daily so um i just think that when there's a friend or a family member that may come to you and say hey i'm depressed or um i feel i'm feeling suicidal um i think for me when people have spoke to me about different things that have affected them i come from a place of uh being just empathetic uh to that person and just also letting them know that I'm here for them and um, not only a listening ear, uh, whatever process of these steps you need help with, like um, they're along the way. Uh, so I think that just keeping that certain level of loyalty to our loved ones and people who 
we call our friends, um, it's just very important to let them know that we're there for them, especially when they're going through something. Absolutely. And so with all of this being said, because we've talked about a lot of different aspects of mental health and just, you know, from the generational um, thing up until how to handle someone who may have a situation. What is the solution? How do we, as the Black community, how do we get to the solution of things? Like, where does it start? Where would you say it starts, Tierra? Like, if you were to think of some of a way for us to begin, because we, we, we would have to really, really begin, how would we begin to end the stigma on mental health in the Black community? I mean, I feel like we've already said this, but it starts with, you know, we have to stop judging people when they, when they are being vulnerable or transparent about a situation. Um, just like, you know, this may be a bad example, but, um, you know, the, the documentary about um, R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of those women, yeah, they may have waited years to come forward. And then I won't even just say that one example. That, that happens a lot with, yeah. um, you know, rape cases and molestation. Um, you can't just say, uh, oh, just because, you know, she never said anything before. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to believe her or look at that person's past and try to judge them based on that. Um, because a lot of people, they've been taught not to say, say anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I was saying. Just not judging people actually giving them a chance to um, explain or express, you know, what happened to them. Um, empathizing with people, you know, sometimes um, we're, we're quick to judge and it's, I mean, it's just something that's just been instilled in us for years. So I think yeah. not judging people, being open-minded, um, taking a step back and looking at yourself, um, you know, putting your yourself into other people's shoes. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, y'all, that we can end the stigma uh, definitely by having emotional awareness, uh, just not only for ourselves, but uh, just uh, the empathy as you speak of uh, towards others. Um, I think that actually plays a major, major uh, impact and then another thing I want to speak on as well, um, just within uh, the United States, I just think also uh, traditionally and historically, we might have been made insecure about a lot of things about ourselves just by American propaganda and the way that this society works. Um, I think the way that this society works, especially for us as Black people, I think it, it plays a major impact on our mental health just not only by us coming up in uh, certain neighborhoods or just seeing certain things from childhood up until adolescence until being an adult. Um, I just think that everything that, from things we've seen on TV, um, just as a, a child, all that stuff that we've seen from years ago uh, still plays a major impact. So I think that just individually uh, dealing with mental health, 
I think that um, just not only by us seeking help, um, just from a psychiatrist, by us realizing um, everything that has played an impact on our mindset, um, Mm -hmm. I think that once we get to that point, we'll understand that, um, you know, we can get to a certain point of uh, relevance of being better uh, just within ourselves and dealing with our own mental state. Yeah, self-awareness is definitely, that's a major key. Because if you don't know, how do you get help? If you can't, if you can't admit to the problem, and it's not because, some people, let me be very, very clear with my words, because I'm saying when you can't admit to the problem, you might not know you have a problem. You might not see it as a mental health issue. You might just see it as, oh, I'm just going through everybody goes through this and and again you don't have anybody to talk to you might not know that we have been structured to where we are we go through all of this stuff you have again racism police brutality um just all these things that are systematically affecting us and how are you supposed to take all of that and suppress it you take all of that you suppress it and then someone tells you oh you're supposed to go get help but your whole entire life you've been told you don't need help therapy's not going to help church ain't going to help god isn't going to help you need to self-medicate you know what do you do with that so i do definitely think you self-awareness is one of the, the biggest key roles and another thing um, I would like to mention is just like checking in on people. Uh, something that I personally do is like, and, and you can speak for me, like I'm, I, I check on people. I will call people randomly. Hey, what's up? What are you doing? Um, you okay? Like I'm not, I don't call people every day. I got a busy schedule, but I do take time each week and I'm, I'm reaching out to different people or if somebody comes in my mind I was reading a meme today if somebody comes into your mind there might be a reason maybe God put them on your mind for a reason reach out to them to make sure that they're okay I think that's another way that we can resolve a lot of issues because if we show that these people that we love that we care um I think that that could also help them to get the help that they need. If they know that we're coming from a caring place, not that we're coming from like, oh, I'm just going to tell you what worked for me. Kind of like what Tierra was saying. You can't just tell people what happened with you or compare yourself to people. You have to be there and know how to be there for that person. Everybody's going to be different. So I definitely think that's one of the solutions here. Exactly. And Tierra, I know that, uh, earlier, you spoke about um, your your time with uh, taking just uh, medication and things like that. Uh, I'm not sure how big you are into like the hip hop scene, uh, but how do you feel about a lot of um, just not young black men, but young black women as well? Um, the the pill culture uh, currently, everything going on right now um, with a lot of like. Just black people in general, in my opinion, who are uh, just addicted to prescription pills. Uh, what is your uh, your viewpoints on that? Um, honestly, it I feel like it breaks my heart because there have been too many cases um, where you know there have been accidental overdoses, um, people taking fake drugs, like. But how many? 
how many of these deaths do you have to see before you figure out that you need to stop doing this? I mean, it's not something that's new. Like you look at hemp C or I don't, I mean, I don't know if y'all yeah. listen to him. Yes. <laughs> but my fiance, yeah. he's, he's a big fan. <laughs> but like, you know, the coding, like that's popular. But I mean, this man, that was years yeah. ago. Um, DJ Screw, years ago. Who else? Yeah. Um, and and Lil Wayne always has seizures. Right. All the time. I'm just like, you know, I know they're glamorizing it, but you you can't look past the 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 bad parts. Like people are dying, people are still developing major health issues from this. So it does it breaks my heart because I feel like we're just being ignorant in a sense, you know. Yeah. It, <laughs> We know the effects, but we just, it's like, we see what's happened to other people and we see what's happening uh, to these celebrities or, or just people around us. Like I said, I, I have had to deal with this in my own family, um, not in my immediate family, but in other parts of my family, just dealing with people who are addicted to prescription medicine and that will alter an entire family. It can literally ruin your life. Um, so, yeah. My mom, she'll say, you know, she calls it the spirit of addiction. But I feel like that that truly exists. And sometimes even when children see like their parents, you know, neglecting them or seeing how it negatively affected them, they mm-hmm. still, there's still something, you know, I, some for some reason they'll still turn to those very things that you know ruin their parents' lives in the long run. They'll still they'll they'll be trying to cope with the stuff that you know happened to them or the trauma that they experienced from their parents being addicts and then turn into one. And it's just it's a cycle um, that I've personally seen in my family. So. Yeah. We 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 got to do better. We have to stop glamorizing it. Um, yeah. We definitely have to stop glamorizing it. Um, we've we've got to do better about it. And that's why I said I, I personally like to thank you because you have touched on these type of subjects and and helping, like I said, women kind of look at certain things that are glamorized on social media and any sort of media television um you've you've been helping women to overcome these crazy what's the what's the term I'm looking for like these crazy comparisons like for instance like we're always as women comparing ourselves to people who may have gotten surgery and I'm not against anything with surgery and all of that other stuff if that's what you choose to do that's what you choose to do but I just feel like again we glamorize the wrong thing because you have young girls who are looking up to certain women and they're like oh am I supposed to look like this well I don't look like this I want to look like this and that mentally can affect a lot. So I wanted to kind of get into Blossoming Unlimited. Um, Just A, what made you start it? What did you feel like? What made you feel like I got to do this? Like I got to 
create something so that women can feel better about themselves and have an outlet to go to to say, oh, my God, somebody is really going through this, too. Um, Well, initially, Blossoming Unlimited was actually called the Blossoming Black Girl blog. Um, And I started that back in July of 2017. Um, It was actually... I had been writing for months after I had my first child. And during that time, I didn't have a job um, right after I had him. Um, I was just going through a lot. I was dealing with postpartum depression. Um, and I was I was just telling, you know, I felt like I had to write out the story of, you know, something that I dealt with. And I wrote my first blog. I sat on that blog for probably a couple months before I actually posted it um, publicly. And I didn't expect for it to get the type of feedback that it did. Yeah. So in that first week, it was like almost 10,000 views. Yes. People like writing me, you know, saying how much it touched them. And it was like, you know, I prayed about, I prayed about it before I posted it. And um, the date was significant. It was, you know, the seventh day of the seventh month of the year and everything. I posted it at seven o'clock PM. Just all of that was just. Wow. Yeah. And I'm very, so I was like, you know, I had been talking to God about posting it because I, I was scared. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is what I need you to, to tell the people basically like I you're I, I've given you this testimony to help others so that's how I started my blog um back then and I shifted you know and this was another thing every every move that I make is God leading me yeah I, I'll make any decisions without you know his go ahead so I I prayed on I prayed over my blog again and I was just like, you know, I was at a point where I was just kind of stagnant and I was like, I know something, something has to change. And so um, I decided to change the name and it went from Blossoming Black Girl to Blossoming Unlimited. And um, I don't know if you have seen where I do um the Butterfly Effect, which is a networking event for women in the city. Um, so basically, I mean, it's just, it's geared to empower and encourage all millennial women. Um, so I I know my main focus, like I'm still focused on the girls who look like me, <laughs> but God was just saying, you know, you can't limit I don't want you to limit the amount of people that you reach. So Amen. it's it's unlimited. That's that's where the man came. <laughs> Literally came to me in a dream. So <laughs> no, and I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's so crazy because when I did read, I think it was your very first blog that you actually posted, and I didn't even know it was you. Someone. It was a lot of people that said. <laughs> Someone sent it to me and I was like, oh my God, I went to high school with her. And I was just like, wow. And I was in tears. (laughs) 
and because it was just so raw it was so raw and um some of the details are things that i've gone through myself and um again it's just when you see another woman especially a woman that looks like you you're you know what i'm saying the same race be brave enough to speak on something that you're not brave enough to speak on um there are certain things i haven't even discussed with my own family to this day you know what i mean i don't know if i ever will maybe but um it's just something about seeing someone else's bravery that just puts you in a place of just like it's almost like you told your story you know what i mean like it's like i told my story but you told it for me and so i think a lot of women that's read these or, or reading these blogs that you, you post, I think that they, they definitely um, probably have the same feelings. And so I also really want, you know, before we let you go, I wanted to touch on, um, you, you just opened up your own coffee brand and that is crazy. I'm so excited for you. It launches the 31st of this month of August, correct? Yes, the website will be live. I've been, I've been really overwhelmed um, with the support, the amount of support that I've received from it and the pre-orders that we've gotten. I really, you know, I didn't expect it to, to be like this, but um, it's something that I have been working on for a while. I had been going back and forth between um, manufacturers, just trying to find someone to really, um, work with me like make it easy to work with like yeah I had manufacturers that didn't want to call me back like it was just I was like this is too hard I, I know <laughs> it's gonna this gonna flow easily but um I know one of the the main things um when I first started my blog and started writing I would always go to Starbucks and, you know, sitting there, I would go in there and meet um, my friend and business coach at the time. Uh, we would always go in there. And I was just like, I mean, I wish there was a Black-owned, you know, coffee shop with a similar vibe mm. that I could go to. So um, I also ended up going to a spoken word event. Um, and I was just like... Dang, that would be nice to have in a coffee shop too. Like I just, all of these ideas were just coming together. And I was like, well, I think the first step is going to be to just create my own coffee. And then we'll, yeah. we're just going to go from there. But yeah, the ultimate goal is to open um, LaFleur Coffee Boutique as, you know, a storefront. And I want it to be geared towards people of color, creators, you know, bloggers writers whatever you know whatever you you do you could that's your safe space that's what I want it to be um I want to be able to promote and sell other uh black-owned business brands you know in the store whether it's you know whether you, it's books or whatever any merchandise um, right and also be a place where we can hold you know after our events so that's just that's where my mind is that's that's the bigger picture manifest manifest that time yes and sierra i want to 
congratulate you on everything you're doing. Um, I've checked out your blog. Um, everything that I've viewed on there is uh, super excellent, uh, very well put together. Um, another thing that stood out to me is the thing that you just spoke about with uh, networking with the uh, millennial black women here in Birmingham. I think that's something super, super great um, to empower women. Uh, just here in Birmingham alone, and I'm sure you're reaching other people and women outside of the Birmingham city limits. So um, I just want to commend you on everything that you're doing. Uh, I think it's very, very, very excellent and great. Absolutely. And so to close out, we always like to um, ask where we can connect with you. Like um, where's your Facebook, your Instagram? How can the culture connect with you um, with these new things that you're doing? Um, well, my personal Instagram is Tierra Elizabeth, and it's T I E R R A Elizabeth underscore. And um, my blog is just at Blossoming Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram, and www.blossomingunlimited.com is the actual blog site. I also have merchandise on there as well, and we're going to start. Um, the butterfly effect is going to be back in effect in okay. 2021. So you'll be able to purchase tickets there. Um, LaFleur Coffee Boutique, it is going to be, the website will be live and it's LaFleurCoffeeBoutique.com and it's L-A-F-L-E-U-R. I almost said the wrong myself. <laughs> CoffeeBoutique.com. <laughs> But uh, it's the same for Facebook and and Instagram. Absolutely. And we'll be tagging you. And so you guys will be able to see those links. Also, Hen is going to be adding some links to our page as well with um, different links for people to reach out to get help. Um, And and bro, I'll let you kind of take over and explain those details yeah we'll have those links for everyone uh, out there who uh, in the Birmingham city limits uh, and surrounding areas here in uh, the state of Alabama uh, you want to seek uh, professional help uh, we have, have that listed for you um, if you want to just have a psychiatrist um, who um, you feel that may can uh, be more understanding to your feelings uh, or someone of color uh, however you may want to go about it, uh, we'll have those uh, links for you as well. Um, and my last words of encouragement to anyone out there listening, um, whoever is out there who's listening to my voice, um, if you're suffering from mental health issues, um, just continue to be strong, uh, continue to push through, um, and also just know that you're not alone. Uh, there's it's someone out there who cares about you. And there's someone out there who um, wants to help. So um, seek all professional help needed. Um, and I want everyone out there to continue to stay strong. You all stay blessed. Uh, there'll be more coming from the Culture Connect podcast. Peace, love, and blessings. This is Culture Connect. Culture Connect. Connect. Culture Connect. Mental health matters in the black community. It's something that we don't speak of or we just simply stay quiet about. But let's get together to help one another to make it through this process. Mental health is important. Have you checked on yours? 
Culture Connect is a podcast dedicated to innovators, creators, and business owners. We offer our platform to branders of excellent taste. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram or send us an email at cxltxreconnect at gmail.com.